0: June of the Diary of Samuel Pepys, sixteen sixty two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox dot org. Recording by Nicole Lee. The Diary of Samuel Pepys, sixteen sixty two, by Samuel Pepys. June, sixteen sixty two. June first, Lord's Day. At church in the morning, a stranger made a very good sermon. Dined at home, and Mr. Spong came to see me. So he and I sat down a little to sing some French psalms and then comes mr shepley and mr moore and so we to dinner and after dinner to church again where a presbyter made a sad and long sermon which vexed me and so home and so to walk on the leads, and supper and to prayers and bed second up early about business and then to the wardrobe with mr moore and spoke to my lord about the exchange of the crusados into sterling money and other matters so to my father at tom's and after some talk with him away home and by and by comes my father to dinner with me and then my coach setting him down in cheapside my wife and i to mrs clark's at westminster the first visit that ever we both made her yet we found her in Disabil, intending to go to hampton court to-morrow we had much pretty discourse and a very fine lady she is thence by water to salisbury court and mrs turner not being at home home by coach and so after walking on the leads and supper to bed this day my wife put on her slash waistcoat which is very pretty third up by four o'clock and to my business in my chamber to even accounts with my lord and myself and very fain i would become master of a thousand pounds but i have not above five hundred and thirty pounds toward it yet at the office all the morning and mr coventry brought his patent and took his place with us this morning upon our making a contract i went as i used to do to draw the heads thereof but sir w pen most basely told me that the comptroller is to do it and so began to employ mr turner about it at which i was much vexed and begun to dispute and what with the letter of the duke's orders and mr barlow's letter and the practice of our predecessors which sir g carteret knew best when he was comptroller it was ruled for me what sir j minnes will do when he comes i know not but sir w pen did it like a base rascal and so i shall remember him while i live after office his done i went down to the Tower wharf where mr creed and shepley was ready with three chests of the Crusados, being about six thousand pounds ready to bring to shore to my house which they did and put it in my further cellar and mr shepley took the key i to my father and dr williams and tom trice by appointment in the old bailey to shorts the ell house but could come to no terms with t trice thence to the wardrobe where i found my lady come from hampton court where the queen hath used her very civilly and my lady tells me is a most pretty woman at which i am glad yesterday sir r ford told me the aldermen of the city did attend her in their habits and did present her with a gold cup and a thousand pounds in gold therein but he told me that they are so poor in their chamber that they were fain to call two or three aldermen to raise fines to make up this sum among which was sir w warren home and to the office where about eight at night comes sir g Carteret and sir w batten and so we did some business and then home and to bed my mind troubled about sir w pen his playing the rogue with me to-day as also about the charge of money that is in my house which i had forgot but i made the maids to rise and light a candle and set it in the dining-room to scare away thieves and so to sleep fourth up early and mr moore comes to me and tells me that mr barnwell is dead which troubles me something and the more for that i believe we shall lose mr shepley's company by and by sir w batten and i by water to woolwich and there saw an experiment made of sir r ford's holland's yarn about which we have lately had so much stir and i have much concerned myself for our rope-maker mr hughes who has represented it as bad and we found it to be very bad and broke sooner than upon a fair trial five threads of that against four of Riga yarn and also that some of it had old stuff that had been tarred covered over with new hemp, which is such a cheat as hath not been heard of i was glad of this discovery because i would not have the king's workmen discouraged as sir w batten do most basely do from representing the faults of merchants goods where there is any after eating some fish that we had bought upon the water at falconers we went to woolwich and there viewed our frames of our houses and so home and i to my lord's who i find resolved to buy brampton manor of sir peter ball at which i am glad thence to whitehall and showed sir g carter at the cheat and so to the wardrobe and there stayed and supped with my lady my lord eating nothing but writes letters to-night to several places he being to go out of town to-morrow so late home and to bed fifth to the wardrobe and there my lord did inquire my opinion of mr moore which i did give to the best advantage i could and by that means shall get him joined with mr townsend in the wardrobe business he did also give me all mr shepley's and mr moore's accounts to view which i am glad of as being his great trust in me and i would willingly keep up a good interest with him so took leave of him he being to go this day and to the office where they were just sat down and i showed them yesterday's discovery and have got sir r ford to be my enemy by it but i care not for it is my duty and so did get his bill stopped for the present to dinner and found dr thomas pepys at my house but i was called from dinner by a note from mr moore to alderman backwell's to see some thousands of my lord's crusados weighed and we find that three thousand come to about five hundred and thirty or forty pounds generally home again and found my father there we talked a good while and so parted we met at the office in the afternoon to finish mr gordon's accounts but did not do them quite in the evening with mr moore to backwell's with another thousand two hundred crusados and saw them weighed and so home and to bed Sixth at my office all alone all the morning and the smith being with me about other things did open a chest that hath stood ever since i came to the office in my office and there we found a model of a fine ship which i long to know whether it be the king's or mr turner's at noon to the wardrobe by appointment to meet my father who did come and was well treated by my lady who tells me she has some thoughts to send her two little boys to our house at brampton but i have got leave for them to go along with me and my wife to hampton court to-morrow or sunday thence to my brother tom's where we found a letter from Paul that my mother is dangerously ill in fear of death which troubles my father and me much but i hope it is otherwise the letter being four days old since it was writ home and at my office and with mr hayter set things in order till evening and so home and to bed by daylight this day at my father's desire i lent my brother tom twenty pounds to be repaid out of the proceeds of sturtlow when we can sell it i send the money all in new money by my boy from alderman backwell's seventh to the office where all the morning and i find mr Coventry is resolved to do much good and to inquire into all the miscarriages of the office at noon with him and sir w batten to dinner at trinity house where among others sir j robinson lieutenant of the tower was who says that yesterday sir h vane had a full hearing at the king's bench and is found guilty and that he did never hear any man argue more simply than he in all his life and so others say my mind in great trouble whether i should go as i intended to hampton court to-morrow or no at last resolved the contrary because of the charge thereof and i am afraid now to bring in any accounts for journeys and so will others i suppose be because of mr coventry's prying into them then sent for to sir g carteret's and there talked with him a good while i perceive as he told me were it not that mr coventry had already feathered his nest in selling of places he do like him very well and hopes great good from him but he complains so of lack of money that my heart is very sad under the apprehension of the fall of the office at my office all the afternoon and at night hear that my father is gone into the country but whether to richmond as he intended or thence to meet us at hampton court on monday i know not or to brampton at which i am much troubled in the evening home and to bed eighth lord's day lay till church-time in bed and so up and to church and there i found mr mills come home out of the country again and preach but a lazy sermon home and dined with my wife and so to church again with her thence walked to my lady's and there supped with her and merry among other things with the parrot which my lord hath brought from the sea which speaks very well and cries Paul so pleasantly that made my lord give it my lady paulina but my lady her mother do not like it home and observed my man will to walk with his cloak flung over his shoulder like a ruffian which whether it was that he might not be seen to walk along with the footboy, i know not but i was vexed at it and coming home and after prayers i did ask him where he learned that immodest garb and he answered me that it was not immodest or some such slight answer at which i did give him two boxes on the ears which i never did before and so was after a little troubled at it Ninth early up and at the office with mr Hater, making my alphabet of contracts upon the dispatch of which i am now very intent for that i am resolved much to inquire into the price of commodities dined at home and after dinner to greatorexus and with him and another stranger to the tavern but i drank no wine he recommended bond of our end of the town to teach me to measure timber and some other things that i would learn in order to my office thence back again to the office and there t. Hater and i did make an end of my alphabet which did much please me so home to supper and to bed at the office all the morning much business and great hopes of bringing things by mr coventry's means to a good condition in the office dined at home mr hunt with us to the office again in the afternoon but not meeting as was intended i went to my brothers and booksellers and other places about business and paid off all for books to this day and do not intend to buy any more of any kind a good while though i had a great mind to have bought the king's works as they are new printed in folio and present it to my lord but i think it will be best to save the money so home and to bed at the office all the morning sir w batten sir w pen and i about the victuallers accounts then home to dinner and to the office again all the afternoon mr hayter and i writing over my alphabet fair in which i took great pleasure to rule the lines and to have the capital words wrote with red ink so home and to supper this evening savile the painter came and did varnish over my wife's picture and mine and i paid him for my little picture three pounds and so am clear with him so after supper to bed this day i had a letter from my father that he is got down well and found my mother pretty well again so that i am vexed with all my heart at Paul for writing to him so much concerning my mother's illness which i believe was not so great so that he should be forced to hasten down on the sudden back into the country without taking leave or having any pleasure here Twelfth this morning i tried on my riding cloth suit with closed knees the first that ever i had and i think they will be very convenient if not too hot to wear any other open knees after them at the office all the morning where we had a full board viz sir g carteret sir john menace sir w batten mr coventry sir w pen mr pett and myself among many other businesses i did get a vote signed by all concerning my issuing of warrants which they did not smell the use i intend to make of it but it is to plead for my clerks to have their right of giving out all warrants at which i am not a little pleased but a great difference happened between sir g carteret and mr coventry about passing the victualler's account and whether sir george is to pay the victualler his money or the exchequer sir george claiming it to be his place to save his threepences it ended in anger and i believe will come to be a question before the king and council i did what i could to keep myself unconcerned in it having some things of my own to do before i would appear high in anything thence to dinner by mr gordon's invitation to the dolphin where a good dinner but what is to myself a great wonder that with ease i passed the whole dinner without drinking a drop of wine after dinner to the office my head full of business and so home and it being the longest day in the year i made all my people go to bed by daylight but after i was abed and asleep a note came from my mother tom to tell me that my cousin anne pepys of worcestershire her husband is dead and she married again and her second husband in town and intends to come and see me to-morrow up by four o'clock in the morning and read cicero's second oration against catiline which pleased me exceedingly and more i discerned therein than ever i thought was to be found in him but i perceive it was my ignorance and that he is as good a writer as ever i read in my life by and by to sir g carteret's to talk with him about yesterday's difference at the office and offered my service to look into any old books or papers that i have that may make for him he was well pleased therewith and did much inveigh against mr coventry telling me how he had done him service in the parliament when Prynne had drawn up things against him for taking of money for places that he did at his desire and upon his letters keep him off from doing it and many other things he told me as how the king was beholden to him and in what a miserable condition his family would be if he should die before he hath cleared his accounts upon the whole i do find that he do much esteem of me and is my friend and i may make good use of him thence to several places about business among others to my brothers and there tom veneer the barber trim me thence to my ladies and there dine with her mr laxton gibbons and golgrove with us and after dinner some music and so home to my business and in the evening my wife and i and sarah and the boy a most pleasant walk to Halfway half-way house and so home and to bed fourteenth up by four o'clock in the morning and upon business at my office then we sat down to business and about eleven o'clock having a room got ready for us we all went out to the tower hill and there over against the scaffold made on purpose this day saw sir henry vane brought a very great press of people he made a long speech many times interrupted by the sheriff and others there and they would have taken his paper out of his hand but he would not let it go but they caused all the books of those that writ after him to be given the sheriff and the trumpets were brought under the scaffold that he might not be heard then he prayed and so fitted himself and received the blow but the scaffold was so crowded that we could not see it done but borman who had been upon the scaffold came to us and told us that first he began to speak of the irregular proceeding against him that he was against magna charta denied to have his exceptions against the indictment allowed and that there he was stopped by the sheriff then he drew out his paper of notes and begun to tell them first his life that he was born a gentleman that he was bred up and had the quality of a gentleman and to make him in the opinion of the world more gentleman he had been till he was seventeen years old a good fellow but then it pleased god to lay a foundation of grace in his heart by which he was persuaded against his worldly interest to leave all preferment and go abroad where he might serve god with more freedom then he was called home and made a member of the long parliament where he never did to this day anything against his conscience but all for the glory of god here he would have given them an account of the proceedings of the long parliament but they so often interrupted him that at last he was forced to give over and so fell into prayer for england in general then for the churches in england and then for the city of london and so fitted himself for the block and received the blow he had a blister or issue upon his neck which he desired them not hurt he changed not his colour or speech to the last but died justifying himself and the cause he had stood for and spoke very confidently of his being presently at the right hand of christ and in all things appeared the most resolved man that ever died in that manner and showed more heat than cowardice but yet with all humility and gravity one asked him why he did not pray for the king he answered nay says he you shall see i can pray for the king i pray god bless him the king had given his body to his friends and therefore he told them that he hoped they would be civil to his body when dead and desired they would let him die like a gentleman and a christian and not crowded and pressed as he was so to the office a little and so to the trinity house all of us to dinner and then to the office again all the afternoon till night so home and to bed this day i hear my lord peterborough is come unexpected from tangier to give the king an account of the place which we fear is in none of the best condition we had also certain news to-day that the spaniard is before lisbon with thirteen sail six dutch and the rest his own ships which will i fear be ill for portugal i wrote a letter of all this day's proceedings to my lord at henchingbrook who i hear is very well pleased with the work there Fifteenth lord's day to church in the morning and home to dinner where come my brother tom and mr fisher my cousin nan pepys's second husband who i perceive is a very good-humoured man an old cavalier i made as much of him as i could and were merry and am glad she hath light of so good a man they gone to church again but my wife not being dressed as i would have her i was angry and she when she was out of doors in her way to church returned home again vexed but i to church mr mills an ordinary sermon so home and found my wife and sarah gone to a neighbour church at which i was not much displeased by and by she comes again and after a word or two good friends and then her brother came to see her and he being gone she told me that she believed he was married and had a wife worth five hundred pounds to him and did inquire how he might dispose the money to the best advantage but i forbore to advise her till she could certainly tell me how things are with him being loth to meddle too soon with him so to walk upon the leads and to supper and to bed up before four o'clock and after some business took will forth and he and i walked over the tower hill the gate not being open, we walked through St. Catherine's and Ratcliffe, I think it is, by the waterside above a mile, before we could get a boat, and so over the water in a scull, which I have not done a great while, and walked finally to Deptford, where I saw in what forwardness the work is for Sir W. Batten's house and mine, and it is almost ready. I also with Mr. Davis, did view my cousin Joyce's tallow, and compared it with the Irish tallow we bought lately, and find ours much more white, but as soft as it. Now what is the fault, or whether it be or no a fault, I know not so walked home again as far as over against the tower and so over and home where i found sir w pen and sir john minnes discoursing about sir john minnes's house and his coming to live with us and i think he intends to have mr turner's house and he to come to his lodgings which i shall be very glad of we three did go to mr turner's to view his house which i think was to the end that sir john minnes might see it then by water with my wife to the wardrobe and dined there and in the afternoon with all the children by water to greenwich where i showed them the king's yacht the house and the park all very pleasant and so to the tavern and had the music of the house and so merrily home again will and i walked home from the wardrobe having left my wife at the Tower wharf coming by whom i found gone to bed not very well so to bed 17th. up and mr Mayland comes to me and borrowed thirty shillings of me to be paid again out of the money coming to him in the james and charles for his late voyage so to the office where all the morning so home to dinner my wife not being well but however dined with me so to the office and at sir w batten's where we all met by chance and talked and they drank wine but i forbore all their healths sir john minnes i perceive is most excellent company so home and to bed betimes by daylight eighteenth up early and after reading a little in cicero i made me ready and to my office where all the morning very busy at noon mr creed came to me about business and he and i walked as far as lincoln's inn fields together after a turn or two in the walks we parted and i to my lord crewe's and dined with him where i hear the courage of sir h vane at his death is talked on everywhere as a miracle thence to Somerset House, to Sir J. Winter's chamber by appointment, and met Mr. Pett, where he and I read over his last contract with the King for the Forest of Dean, whereof I took notes because of this new one that he is now in making. That done, he and I walked to Lily's, the painter's, where we saw, among other rare things, the Duchess of York, her whole body sitting in state in a chair in white satin, and another of the King that is not finished. Most rare things. I did give the fellow something that showed them us, and promised to come some other time, and he would show me Lady Castlemaine's, which I could not then see, it being locked up. Thence to writes the painters, but Lord, the difference that is between their two works, thence to the temple, and there spoke with my cousin Roger, who gives me little hopes in the business between my uncle Tom and us, so Mr. Pett, who stayed at his son's chamber, and I by coach to the old exchange, and there parted, and I home and at the office till night, my windows and my office are made clean to-day, and a casement in my closet, so home, and after some merry discourse in the kitchen with my wife and maids, as I nowadays often do, I being well pleased with both my maids, to bed nineteen up by five o'clock and while my man will was getting himself ready to come up to me i took and played upon my lute a little so to dress myself and to my office to prepare things against we meet this morning we sat long to-day and had a great private business before us about contracting with sir w ryder mr cutler and captain cock for five hundred ton of hemp which we went through and i am to draw up the conditions home to dinner, where i found mr moore and he and i cast up our accounts together and evened them and then with the last chest of crusados to alderman backwell's by the same token his lady going to take coach stood in the shop and having a gilded glassful of perfume confits given her by don duarte de silva the portugal merchant that has come over with the queen i did offer at a taste and so she poured some out into my hand and though good yet pleased me the better coming from a pretty lady So home, and at the office, preparing papers and things, and indeed my head, has not been so full of business a great while, and with so much pleasure, for I begin to see the pleasure it gives. God give me health, so to bed. Twentieth. Up by four or five o'clock, and to the office, and there drew up the agreement between the King and Sir John Winter about the Forest of Dean. and having done it, he came himself, I did not know him to be the Queen's secretary before, but observed him to be a man of fine parts, and we read it, and both liked it well that done i turned to the forest of dean in speed's maps and there he showed me how it lies and the lee bailey with the great charge of carrying it to Lydney, and many other things worth my knowing and i do perceive that i am very short in my business by not knowing many times the geographical part of my business at my office till mr moore took me out and at my house looked over our papers again and upon our evening accounts did give full discharges one to the other and in his and many other accounts i perceive i shall be better able to give a true balance of my estate to myself within a day or two than i have been this twelve months then he and i to alderman backwell's and did the like there and i gave one receipt for all the money i have received thence upon the receipt of my lord's crusados then i went to the exchange and hear that the merchants have a great fear of a breach with the spaniard for they think he will not brook our having tangier dunkirk and jamaica and our merchants begin to draw home their estates as fast as they can then to pope's head alley and there bought me a pair of tweezers cost me fourteen shillings the first thing like a bauble i have bought a good while but i do it with some trouble of mind though my conscience tells me that i do it with an apprehension of service in my office to have a book to write memorandums in and a pair of compasses in it but i confess myself the willinger to do it because i perceive by my accounts that i shall be better by thirty pounds than i expected to be but by to-morrow night i intend to see to the bottom of all my accounts then home to dinner where mr moore met me then he went away and i to the office and dispatched much business so in the evening my wife and i and jane over the water to the half-way house a pretty pleasant walk but the wind high so home again and to bed Twenty first up about four o'clock and settled some private business of my own then made me ready and to the office to prepare things for our meeting to-day by and by we met and at noon sir w pen and i to the trinity house where was a feast made by the wardens when great good cheer and much but ordinary company the lieutenant of the tower upon my demanding how sir h vane died told me that he died in a passion but all confess with so much courage as never man died thence to the office where sir w Ryder, captain cock and mr Cutler came by appointment to meet me to confer about the contract between us and them for five hundred tons of hemp that being done i did other business and so went home and there found mr creed who stayed talking with my wife and me an hour or two and i put on my riding-cloth suit only for him to see how it is and i think it will do very well he being gone and i hearing from my wife and the maid's complaints made of the boy i called him up and with my whip did whip him till i was not able to stir and yet i could not make him confess any of the lies that they tax him with at last not willing to let him go away a conqueror i took him in task again and pulled off his frock to his shirt and whipped him till he did confess that he did drink the whey which he had denied and pulled a pink and above all did lay the candlestick upon the ground in his chamber which he had denied this quarter of a year i confess it is one of the greatest wonders that ever i met with that such a little boy as he could possibly be able to suffer half so much as he did to maintain a lie i think i must be forced to put him away so to bed with my arm very weary twenty second lord's day this day i first put on my slash doublet which i like very well mr shepley came to me in the morning telling me that he and my lord came to town from Hinchinbrook last night he and i spend an hour in looking over his account and then walk to the wardrobe all the way discoursing of my lord's business he tells me to my great wonder that mr barnwell is dead five hundred pounds in debt to my lord by and by my lord came from church and i dined with some others with him he very merry and after dinner took me aside and talked of state and other matters by and by to my brother tom's and took him out with me homewards calling at the wardrobe to talk a little with mr moore and so to my house where i paid him all i owed him and did make the twenty pounds i lately lent him up to forty pounds for which he shall give bond to mr shepley for it is his money so my wife and i to walk in the garden where all our talk was against sir w pen against whom i have lately had cause to be much prejudiced By and by he and his daughter came out to walk, so we took no notice of them a great while, at last in going home spoke a word or two, and so good-night, and to bed. This day I am told of a Portugal lady at Hampton Court, that hath dropped a child already since the Queen's coming, but the King would not have them search whose it is, and so it is not commonly known yet. Coming home to-night I met with Will Swan, who do talk as high for the fanatics as ever he did in his life, and do pity, my Lord Sandwich and me, that we should be given up to the wickedness of the world, and that a fall is coming upon us all for he finds that he and his company are the true spirit of the nation, and the greater part of the nation too, who will have liberty of conscience in spite of this act of uniformity, or they will die, and if they may not preach abroad they will preach in their own houses. He told me that certainly Sir H. Vane must be gone to heaven, for he died as much a martyr and saint as ever man did, and that the king hath lost more by that man's death than he will get again in a good while. At all which I know not what to think, but I confess, I do think that the bishops will never be able to carry it so high as they do. Twenty third up early this morning and my people are taking down the hangings and things in my house because of the great dust that is already made by the pulling down of sir w batten's house and will be by my own when i come to it to my office and there hard at work all the morning at noon to the exchange to meet dr williams who sent me this morning notice of his going into the country to-morrow but could not find him but meeting with frank moore my lord lambeth's man formerly we and two or three friends of his did go to a tavern and there they drank but i nothing but small beer in the next room one was playing very finely of the dulcimer which well played i like well but one of our own company a talking fellow did in discourse say much of this act against seamen for their being brought to account and that it was made on purpose for my lord sandwich who was in debt a hundred thousand pounds and hath been forced to have pardon oftentimes from oliver for the same at which i was vexed at him but thought it not worth my trouble to oppose what he said but took leave and went home and after a little dinner to my office again and in the evening sir w warren came to me about business and that being done discoursing of deals i did offer to go along with him among his deal ships, which we did to half a score where he showed me the difference between dram swin christiana and others and told me many pleasant notions concerning their manner of cutting and sawing them by water-mills and the reason how deals become dearer and cheaper among others when the snow is not so great as to fill up the valleys that they may pass from hill to hill over the snow then it is dear carriage From on board he took me to his yard, where vast and many places of deal, spars, and bulks, etc., the difference between which I never knew before, and indeed am very proud of this evening's work. He had me into his house, which is most pretty and neat and well furnished, after a glass not of wine, for I would not be tempted to drink any, but a glass of mum, I well home by water, but it being late was forced to land at the custom-house, and so home and to bed. And after I was abed, letters came from the Duke for the fitting out of four ships forthwith from Portsmouth, I know not yet for what so i was forced to make will get them wrote and signed them in bed and sent them away by express and so to sleep twenty fourth midsummer's day up early and to my office putting things in order against we sit there came to me my cousin harry alcock whom i much respect to desire by a letter from my father to me where he had been some days my help for him to some place i propose to see to him and i think he will take it and i hope do well sat all the morning and i bless god i find that by my diligence of late and still i do get ground in the office every day at noon to the change where i begin to be known also and so home to dinner and then to the office all the afternoon dispatching business at night news is brought me that field the rogue hath this day cast me at guildhall in thirty pounds for his imprisonment to which i signed his commitment with the rest of the officers but they having been parliament men that he hath begun the law with me and threatens more but i hope the duke of york will bear me out at night home and mr spong came to me and so he and i sat singing upon the leads till almost ten at night and so he went away A pretty harmless and ingenious man and i to bed in a very great content of mind which i hope by my care still in my business will continue to me twenty fifth up by four o'clock and put my accounts with my lord into a very good order and so to my office where having put many things in order i went to the wardrobe but found my lord gone to hampton court after discourse with mr shepley we parted and i into thames street beyond the bridge and there inquired among the shops the price of tar and oil and do find great content in it and hope to save the king money by this practice so home to dinner and then to the change and so home again and at the office preparing business against to-morrow all the afternoon at night walked with my wife upon the leads, and so to supper and to bed my wife having lately a great pain in her ear for which this night she begins to take physic and i have got cold and so have a great deal of my old pain twenty sixth up and took physic but such as to go abroad with only to loosen me for i am bound so to the office and there all the morning sitting till noon and then took commissioner Pett home to dinner with me where my stomach was turned when my sturgeon came to table upon which i saw very many little worms creeping which i suppose was through the staleness of the pickle he being gone comes mr nicholson my old fellow student at magdalen and we played three or four things upon the violin and bass and so parted and i to my office till night and there came mr shepley and creed in order to settling some accounts of my lord to-night and so to bed twenty seventh up early not quite rid of my pain i took more physic and so made myself ready to go forth so to my lord who rose as soon as he heard i was there and in his nightgown and shirt stood talking with me alone two hours i believe concerning his greatest matters of state and interest among other things that his greatest design is first to get clear of all debts to the king for the embassy money and then a pardon then to get his land settled and then to discourse and advise what is best for him whether to keep his sea employment longer or no for he do discern that the duke would be willing to have him out and that by coventry's means and here he told me how the terms at Argyll were wholly his and that he did plainly tell lawson and agree with him that he would have the honour of them if they should ever be agreed to and that accordingly they did come over hither entitled articles concluded on by sir j lawson according to instructions received from his royal highness james duke of york etc and from his excellency the earl of sandwich which however was more than needed but lawson tells my lord in his letter that it was not he but the council of war that would have his royal highness put into the title though he did not contribute one word to it but the duke of york did yesterday propose them to the council to be printed with this title concluded on by sir j lawson knight and my lord quite left out here i find my lord very politic for he tells me that he discerns they design to set up lawson as much as they can and that he do counterplot them by setting him up higher still by which they will find themselves spoiled of their design and at last grow jealous of lawson this he told me with much pleasure and that several of the duke's servants by name my lord berkeley mr talbot and others had complained to my lord of coventry and would have him out my lord to acknowledge that his greatest obstacle is coventry he did seem to hint such a question as this hitherto i have been supported by the king and chancellor against the duke but what if it should come about that it should be the duke and chancellor against the king which though he said it in these plain words yet i could not fully understand it but may more hereafter my lord did also tell me that the duke himself at portsmouth did thank my lord for all his pains and care and that he perceived it must be the old captains that must do the business and that the new ones would spoil all and that my lord did very discreetly tell the duke though quite against his judgment and inclination that however the king's new captains ought to be borne with a little and encouraged by which he will oblige that party and prevent as much as may be their envy but he says that certainly things will go to rack if ever the old captains should be wholly out and the new ones only command then we fell to talk of sir j minnes of whom my lord hath a very slight opinion and that at first he did come to my lord very displeased and sullen and had studied and turned over all his books to see whether it had ever been that two flags should ride together in the main-top but could not find it nay he did call his captains on board to consult them so when he came by my lord's side he took down his flag and all the day did not hoist it again but next day my lord did tell him that it was not so fit to ride without a flag and therefore told him that he should wear it in the fore-top for it seems my lord saw his instructions which were that he should not wear his flag in the main-top in the presence of the duke or my lord but that after that my lord did caress him and he do believe him as much his friend as his interest will let him i told my lord of the late passage between swan and me and he told me another lately between dr dell and himself when he was in the country at last we concluded upon dispatching all his accounts as soon as possible and so i parted and to my office where i met sir w pen and he desired a turn with me in the garden where he told me the day now was fixed for his going into ireland and that whereas i had mentioned some service he could do a friend of mine there samuel pepys he told me he would most readily do what i would command him and then told me we must needs eat a dish of meat together before he went and so invited me and my wife on sunday next to all which i did give a cold consent for my heart cannot love or have a good opinion of him since his last playing the knave with me but he took no notice of our difference at all nor i to him and so parted and i by water to deptford where i found sir w batten alone paying off the yard three-quarters pay thence to dinner where too great a one was prepared at which i was very much troubled and wished i had not been there after dinner come sir j minnes and some captains with him who had been at a council of war to-day who tell us they have acquitted captain hall who was accused of cowardice in letting of old winter the Argier pirate go away from him with a prize or two and also captain Diamond of the murder laid to him of a man that he had struck but he lived many months after till being drunk he fell into the hold and there broke his jaw and died but they say there are such bawdy articles against him as never were heard of to the pay again where i left them and walked to redriff and so home and there came mr creed and shepley to me and stayed till night about my lord's accounts our proceeding to set them in order and so parted and i to bed mr hollyard had been with my wife to-day and cured her of her pain in her ear by taking out a most prodigious quantity of hard wax that had hardened itself in the bottom of the ear of which i am very glad twenty eighth up to my lord's and my own accounts and so to the office where all the forenoon sitting and at noon by appointment to the mitre where mr shepley gave me and mr creed and i had my uncle white with us a dish of fish thence to the office again and there all the afternoon till night and so home and after talking with my wife to bed this day a genteel woman came to me claiming kindred of me as she had once done before and borrowed ten shillings of me promising to repay it at night but i hear nothing of her i shall trust her no more great talk there is of a fear of a war with the dutch and we have ordered to pitch upon twenty ships to be forthwith set out but i hope it is but a scarecrow to the world to let them see that we can be ready for them, though God knows. The King is not able to set out five ships at this present without great difficulty, we neither having money, credit, nor stores. My mind is now in a wonderful condition of quiet and content, more than ever in all my life, since my minding the business of my office, which I have done most constantly, and I find it to be the very effect of my late oaths against wine and plays which, if God please, I will keep constant in, for now my business is a delight to me, and brings me great credit, and my purse increases too. Twenty ninth Lord's Day up by four o'clock and to the settling of my own accounts and i do find upon my monthly balance which i have undertaken to keep from month to month that i am worth six hundred and fifty pounds the greatest sum that ever i was yet master of i pray god give me a thankful spirit and care to improve and increase it to church with my wife With this day put on her green petticoat of flowered satin with fine white and gimp lace of her own putting on which is very pretty home with sir w pen to dinner by appointment and to church again in the afternoon and then home Mr. Shepley coming to me about my lord's accounts, and in the evening parted, and we to supper again to Sir W. Pen. Whatever the matter is, he do much fawn upon me, and I perceive would not fall out with me, and his daughter mighty officious to my wife. But I shall never be deceived again by him, but do hate him and his traitorous tricks with all my heart. It was an invitation in order to his taking leave of us to-day, he being to go for Ireland in a few days, so home and prayers and to bed. 30th. Up betimes and to my office, where I found Griffin's girl making it clean god forgive me what a mind i had to her but did not meddle with her she being gone i fell upon boring holes for me to see from my closet into the great office without going forth wherein i pleased myself much so settled to business and at noon with my wife to the wardrobe and there dined and stayed talking all the afternoon with my lord and about four o'clock took coach with my wife and lady and went toward my house calling at my lady carteret's who was within by chance she keeping altogether at deptford for a month or two and so we sat with her a little among other things told my lady how my lady fanshaw has fallen out with her only for speaking in behalf of the french which my lady wonders at they having been formerly like sisters but we see there is no true lasting friendship in the world thence to my house where i took great pride to lead her through the court by the hand she being very fine and her page carrying up her train she stayed a little at my house and then walked through the garden and took quarter and went first on board the king's pleasure-boat which pleased her much then to greenwich park and with much ado she was able to walk up to the top of the hill and so down again and took boat and so through bridge to blackfriars and home she being much pleased with the ramble in every particular of it so we supped with her and then walked home and to bed observations this i take to be as bad a juncture as ever i observed the king and his new queen minding their pleasures at hampton court all people discontented some that the king do not gratify them enough and the others fanatics of all sorts that the king do take away their liberty of conscience and the height of the bishops who i fear will ruin all again they do much cry up the manner of sir h Veyne's death and he deserves it they clamour against the chimney-money and say they will not pay it without force and in the meantime, like to have war abroad and portugal to assist when we have not money to pay for any ordinary layings out at home myself all in dirt about building of my house and sir w batten's a story higher into a good way fallen on minding my business and saving money which god increase and i do take great delight in it and see the benefit of it in a longing mind of going to see brampton but cannot get three days time do what i can in very good health my wife and myself end of june